This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What's up, (laughs) y'all? It's Golden Spaces, baby! Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. Let's get it. The Dubs just won. We recorded right after the game. Both of us on the East Coast again. We normal. And what does normal mean? That means it's vibes. It's vibes. Woohoo! Let's go vibes. Let's get it. And guess what else? Guess what else, y'all? We getting a spicy Justin tonight. He was talking spicy before we started. <laughs> That's so <laughs> They don't know who Jada Kiss is. They, they don't. Oh, damn. Y'all don't know who kisses. But how do you know who kisses, Justin? Come on. Don't do that. I'm just saying. We already, did. We already went through this before. Them. We already went through this before. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, how would you rate my Jada Kiss live? It, it ain't Kiss. That's all. Damn, I can't even get like a <laughs> six seven. Yo, wow. Damn, Justin, he's a tough, tough judge. Okay. It's so, such a unique sound, though. It's hard to replicate. Well, I got a unique sound too. That's what I'm saying. His is unique and yours is unique, so it can't. It can't. You know what? But that's not what you said, though. That's not what you said. <laughs> all right all right all right all jokes aside as dubs win and the alidome setting a record (laughs) you know what i'm saying we set an nba history tonight we got dante playing like michael jordan you know i mean come on it was a vibe it was a vibe it was a vibe and so, what is the vibe? What are we on the vibe scale tonight, Justin? <laughs> um, we up to an eight. We up an to an eight? eight right now. All right! Yeah! We up from <laughs> a seven to an eight, y'all. 
Loving it, loving it, loving it. All right. So the Warriors just got this one over the Spurs, right? Which I know this is going to be one of those games where I think people will be happy. I really don't know what the TL is saying, but I also already can predict there's going to be people like, it's the Spurs and they should win. So la, 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 la. I don't care about none of that shit because you know what? You're supposed to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, right? So you're supposed to demolish the teams that you're supposed to demolish. Exactly. You're supposed to do some of that. And we did it tonight with the big three not having to play at all in the fourth quarter. And to be honest, I think the only reason Andrew was even playing in the fourth was just to kind of help him find his rhythm. It wasn't because he was needed. I mean, this was a bench game, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you had some moments like Clay, you know, especially at the the beginning of the third, you know, Steph chipped in a little bit and, um, you know, but this was a Dante, a Jordan, the rest of the bench collectively. It was their game. Yeah, all the bench guys played, I mean, pretty much all of them played at least 18 minutes. And, yeah, they played most of the game. Dante and Jordan played 25 minutes uh, at least a piece. So Jordan played 30 minutes, 31. Yeah. Our guard depth is looking pretty, Justin. It's sitting pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that, I feel like. I mean, Jordan has had his struggles this season, but, like, you got a team with Steph, Clay, Jordan, Dante, a guy like Moody who's clearly talented, can't even get on the court um, because it's so deep at his position. Um, So I knew going into the season we had the best group of perimeter, like guard, point guard players in the league. I still think that's the case. Um, So – not surprising. Well, all right. There you have it. All right. So let's let's dig into this game. The Warriors win. They blow the Spurs out, like, by 30-something plus points, right? What was the final yeah. score? They beat them by 31. Okay. So 144 to 113. I mean, for good measure, they could have just got to 150. I mean, damn, they couldn't just do that for us. But it's all good. So 144 to 113 warriors went easily um they blew it open in the second half and excuse me that was it that was all she wrote (laughs) so um what did you like about tonight because there's so many things um i like that they didn't play around with them um at certain points of the game when they really wanted to put them away and go on a run. That's what exactly what they did. Very early in the game, they were up, I want to say, 17 to 4. Then they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit, and it's like it's the Spurs, and, you know, they're still trying to work through some things. So, obviously, the other team's going to go on a run. It's the NBA. And then the second half, uh, really like the beginning of the third quarter, they just completely shut, like, the the Spurs, like, water off. And um, Draymond and Andre both had, like, really, really strong defensive, you know, a really, really strong defensive run there, just destroying everything that they, that the Spurs tried to develop. And it just led to a huge run that those Warriors just didn't look back from. Okay. I mean, and obviously like Dante getting the dunk, getting 22 points, Jordan had 30, uh, had 25 points. Um, Moody, who I'm a big fan of Moody, he had 12 points and he looked pretty good out there as well. 
Jordan was doing some stuff on the court tonight. I mean, Dante was great, and he was, and I want to big him up because I really do. But Mm -hmm. we were seeing some of Jordan's bag on full display tonight. Yeah, yeah. He he was looking like that score that that we know he can be, you know, efficient from the field, 8 for 16. He had, like, a nice little floater in there, underhand, looked like Steph. He had a – like a fading three from the corner that looked like step two that was just cast. So definitely um, complete offensive game for him this game, which is really encouraging to see after he's been kind of struggling a little bit with his offense. Yeah, definitely. Um, let me see. Was there, cause I think you named the three players that I was really like happy about tonight, Dante, Jordan, and Moody. So I want to dig into each of them a little bit more, but like, was there anyone else? I mean, there were some people who thought I saw the TL saying like, when I was like, when the fourth quarter was starting, I was like, I would love it if Steph and Dre don't play the rest of, you know, the fourth. And some people were like, Oh, Clay too. And I was just like, well, Clay's going to get a rest. We know that because it's a back to back game coming up. So I was a little less concerned about him. Um, like if he could get it too, he could get it. That's fine. But I really wanted Steph and Clay. One, because Dre, we already know that Steve has talked about being concerned about Dre and Looney. Um, and then for Steph, because, you know, he's not going to get into it. He's not going to talk about it. And I do think he is okay to be back. So I'm not suggesting that he's still injured, but like, I think he's, I think there's still stuff in his shoulder, right? Like it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. And so if he doesn't have to play unnecessarily, I like him not playing unnecessarily. Um, I wasn't worried about like his rhythm because I'm like, they about to play a back to back. Like he can get his rhythm in the next game. He can get it against the the bulls hopefully, or, you know, whoever, Mm -hmm. but I just, I preferred him sitting and that is what happened. So I was happy about that. Do you have any concern over Steph getting into rhythm? Never. It's as simple as that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like I don't even think he looked that bad tonight. I mean, I don't think he looked bad at all. Like he's yeah. I mean, like his three wasn't like you know falling, falling, but like he still you know I don't know what he did. He shoot fifty percent from the field overall. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he shot six for twelve, two for seven from three. Like, even even if he didn't have the injury, sometimes he goes two for seven. Sometimes he goes, right? He's you know, whatever. Like, yeah, and then other games he'll go, like, five for seven or, like, we know. So I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah, I think he's looked good, honestly, since he's come back from injury. First game, I thought he was, like, a little rusty early on. But, like he said, he started to feel good as he went. And I felt like the game showed that. Um what game was that? Was that versus Suns? Yeah. And so I'm really not worried about him. So like I said, I was happy he was getting the rest because I'm really hoping that they play the back to back. Like I'm hoping he is not rested for one of those two games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it would be nice. They have a chance, um, you know, before they like go into Boston, it would be great if they could like be going into Boston on the three game win streak. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, and hopefully that's what they, that's, they're really setting out to do, can make up some ground in the standings in the meantime and then 
you got Boston, Cleveland, and I think you got Memphis and Brooklyn right after that. So really tough four-game stretch. You want to get as many wins as you can before you go to that stretch. And then, you know, I mean, you're going to see Brooklyn without KD, but hopefully they go into those games like – And that's going to be at home, well. though. So yeah. they they owe Brooklyn after that ass-whooping. So even if KD was playing, I'm a little less concerned about that game, especially being at home. But – I would like to, you know, on this, a Boston is going to be tough. I, we know it's going to be a good game, but Boston's going to be tough. Like, they haven't beaten the Warriors since <laughs> game, game three. Three of the finals. So they're really going to be dialed in. Although they've lost Jalen Brown. Oh, they lost Dylan Brown. He has an adductor strain. He had the same injury Wiggins just had. So I don't think he'll play in that game. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't play, they're still a pretty deep team. Um, and they're they're going to be playing like like it's game seven. And Tatum can <laughs> have real games. Too. But, I mean, it'll be easier for them to contain him if Jalen isn't out there. Yeah, for sure. So, um. Yeah, maybe you could run into some, not necessarily some luck, because you don't want to see guys getting injured. But if you're running into Boston without Jalen Brown, Brooklyn. Samar may not be playing either in Chicago. He's missed their last two games. Yeah, I mean, even if he plays, he's. I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, we never want injuries, so let's make that clear. But right now, and, and by the way, I feel like this is why everything always works out fine, because it all comes back around. Like, the Warriors had their injuries that, that hindered them, but every team is going to sort of have their stuff. And you like every team gets the benefit of that. Like sometimes you're playing teams that aren't at full strength or different things. And that's what kind of makes the NBA, the NBA season kind of like even out and like eventually Mm -hmm. look how it's supposed to look. So, you know, it's not that like they should go into any of these games. Like we got this, but these are all winnable games. You know, you, you, you know, Aside from it being a back-to-back, they have a winnable schedule for the next three games coming up before they really should probably face, like, real opposition. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Wizards are decent, but, yes, they should beat them. Is I feel like I saw something about Brad Bill. Is he out? He might be. He's always in and out of the lineup. I know. And why does he get COVID so much? My goodness. <laughs> Isn't he an anti-vaxxer that was also vaccinated? I mean, I don't know. I don't like to label people like anti-vaxxers. He was not a proponent of the the, the vaccine. <laughs> right. um, no, because there are people who are like not anti-vaxxers, but they just don't want the COVID vaccine. Um, but that being aside, but still, even with that, like, why is he catching COVID so many times? Like, what is he doing? And where is he, he going? Outside. He outside. No, I'm just playing. He's he has a family. I don't know what he does, <laughs> but that is weird, though. Right? Like it's just kind of bizarre to me, you know. And after that Washington game, they have two nights off before they go to Boston. So, look, I would love it if they did this whole road trip four and zero, but I think you know it's a five game road trip. I think four and one is very possible. And like if they fall in like a Boston or Cleveland game, I can live with that. Same. Um, yeah, at this point, I'm just hoping hoping they take it a game at a time um, and don't look too far ahead because it seems like every time we look too far ahead, they just 
We do. They just, they I don't think they do. But I mean, like, look, the messaging was sort of consistent from the team. Like, we need to, like, start winning. We need to start winning. And so we need to get, like, a win streak going. So, you know, I don't know that Clay will play any of these back-to-backs. But, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know if Kerr looks at either one of these games and says, like, We'll go without Clayton. Like for the, I'm talking mm. about for Chicago, Washington. You know, like we know they're going to go all in on Boston. So that could mean that for the Cleveland game, some guys don't play. Right? We know that they're going to like Boston is there. They played them in the finals. That's you know we know they're going to mm. go all in for that. But I can't tell like for Chicago, Washington, like which of those teams you would say, okay, let's you know go all mm. in, or do you kind of like split it up? You know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they split it up somehow. I don't know if Andre's playing back-to-back shit, so maybe they do some type of, hey, Clay, you play this game. Andre, you play the other game. Um, that type of thing. Uh, and it's just it's weird because it's like, dang, when is when is Draymond going to have to sit a back-to-back or when is Looney going to sit a back-to-back? Well, Looney's probably not. but So that's, that's what I'm more interested in seeing how they navigate. But Steph should play. So as long as Steph playing, they should have a pretty good chance of, of winning those games. After this road trip, at least they don't have any more back-to-backs for the rest of the month. Um, but they do have two in February before All-Star break. Mm-hmm. So I think one of them is New Orleans, right? Second night of back-to-back. No, they have – you talk about the ones in um, February? Mm-hmm. They have Denver on the second night of a back-to-back, so mini Denver. And then they have, right before All-Star break, Washington, who comes to town, and then the Clippers. And, like, I don't oh, know okay. why, but I can easily see them, depending on where they are, just being like, we're just... I mean, like, on the, on on one level, the players may want to go to L.A. because it's L.A. And on another level, they may be like, man, we're not traveling there for that one game, and it's a back-to-back. And, like, mm-hmm. they don't even make the trip because then right after that is All-Star break. Yeah, when is, short um, flight no, to where, LA, so maybe not. But where is All Star this year? Utah. Ooh, isn't it? Isn't this one that's in Utah? That's a nasty one. <laughs> Very nasty. That's crazy. Wait, hold up. Isn't that? Yeah, Utah? they might. They might want to go to LA because they like, bro. I don't want to go to Utah for All Star, like unless except for the last few days. Yeah, Salt Lake City, yo. Yeah, they might be in L.A. They might go to the Clippers game and just stay in L.A. for a little bit and then go to Utah. I mean, the guys that aren't participating, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm expecting, like, especially with this shoulder injury, I don't expect Steph to do much besides the game itself. Um, Right. And he says, I don't think think he's doing any more three-point contests in his career, he said. Yeah, but, you know, they'd be switching up. Like, before he decides to retire, I bet you he's going to do one more. Like, okay, I'm retiring. Let me do it this year. Some shit like that. Clay should do it. Yeah, he does want to kind of get back in the mix of things. So that might be good for him. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be up to it. We'll see. Anyway. All right. So let's let's talk about some of the players when we get back next segment individually. Because you brought up one that I actually do want to talk about as well. Andre. He's been looking pretty, pretty nice. So... 
Let, let's get into it when we get back. Let's break here. Listen, you're tuned in to Golden Spaces with Justin and Nat. We will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, what up, what up? It's Justin and I I think, what do y'all think about this? That for the next segment, Justin opens it up and brings us back. And let's see what his energy is like. Because I'd be all hype and he'd be like, yeah, I'm here. Like, what's up with that, Justin? You don't ever be matching my energy. I do. When? This is just how I match it. Like this is this is me <laughs> hype. <laughs> this is me hype right now. You're hype. You ever see that commercial, the old NBA commercial where it's like D Rose and Tim Duncan talking on the phone? Yes. And he's like, they just brought back Foot Locker, or whatever. And Tim Duncan's like, oh my god, I'm jumping for joy. <laughs> that's how I mean. That's how I be sometimes. You know. That's how you are all the time, Justin. For sure. Like, I, unless I, I'm hooping or something, like, yeah, I'm pretty much like this most of the time, yeah. So, what do you do when you hoop? Tell us, like, do you are you a, a trash talker on the court? Nah, I mean, I might if if we cool and I'm joking around, yeah. But like, if someone says something to me, then I'll say something back. Like but what? I'm not like tell us, get, tell us some Justin trash talk. One thing. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all um, situational. Like it's, it's whatever the person says to me, and I might flip it back on them whatever, in, son, in the you moment. Can't get by me. You can't get by me. Son. You can't guard me. You can't guard me, son. All right, go ahead. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not something they would say on the court. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, I'm not from New York, so I'm not. I'm, I don't say like son like that. Right. So like, I'm saying that's what the other person is saying to you. And what's your response? Like, you can't guard me, son. You can't do this. You can't stop me. What's your response? I mean, like, if somebody say I can't guard them, then it's like, I'm going to just guard you. And then. Come on, Justin, give me What something. I was supposed to say, I can, I can guard you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, what has someone said to you to make you respond with something? Tell me and I'll uh, say it. I'll damn. be the person. I can't. I don't know. It's rare people that talk. It's rare people talk to me, though. That's the, I mean, that's another aspect to it. Oh, you people that don't nice. really. Justin is cocky, yo. No, 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 I'm just saying people don't really talk trash to me a lot. Why? They scared of you? I wouldn't say scared, but. What would you say? What, people respect me. Mean? People respect me. Did I play? Did I play with people respect my game? So people, it's I rare mean, that people, people actually talk all the trash. Time and still talk shit. I mean, they just, I guess the people I play with aren't really built like that to talk trash to people that they 
respect like that. I don't know. Justin's fronting, y'all. He don't want to tell me. All right. I can't, I can't recall. I really can't mm-hmm. at the moment. We'll move on. Just remember, you're tuned into Golden Spaces, an <laughs> Odyssey original podcast where Justin fronts and I have high <laughs> energy. So let's keep it moving. Let's get back to the dubs. Let's get back to the dubs. So, oh, you know what? I actually got one. Ah! <laughs> I was playing. I had just got my hair done. I was playing. I just got my hair braided. <laughs> and I was playing in this league. And I like, it was the end of a quarter. I like shot a shot. And like, I tried to hit a buzzer beater. I missed it. And then this guy I was playing against, he was like, yeah, them braids must be too tight. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I didn't say anything. To, I was like, bro, what? I was like, first of all, I just missed a shot. You had no effect on me making or missing a shot. And then once we, once the game started again, like, you were like I just yeah. started destroying yeah. them. I didn't say anything to him. I just started killing them. Like, and then he just, but I want to talk, Dustin. There was no talk. I never said anything. Yeah, I didn't say anything to him, really. Now, one of his teammates was like, yo, why are you, like, doing this to him? I was like, he shouldn't have said anything to me. Like, and then he tried to, he said it all loud. Everybody was laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, for you, my boy. <laughs> it's a wrap for you. But I want to know what brings it out of you. Like, that's going to be like, yeah, what, what, fuck no, what? You know, like, <laughs> what's going to make you do that? I don't know. It had to be something really crazy, though. All right. In that instance, I probably would have said something, but I was just cooking him so bad that I just felt like he got the message. I didn't really have to add on to it. So, <laughs> shout out to that guy. Shout out to oh, guy. gosh. You were in your Justin bag like Jordan Poole was tonight, huh? Yeah, it was a pool party. Mm, okay. So, you know, like, do you think... Well, look, because, I mean, I think against bad teams, right, you use those teams to help you get back into rhythm, right, or to help you get back, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. So do you think, I mean, obviously against better teams and better defenses, like Justin, like not Justin Poole is not just going to be able to have his way all the time, but I think this is helpful to getting him back his mojo, right? And, I mean, he's already, I mean, yeah, he had like a few stinkers, but he was playing pretty well when they were at home, for a number of those games, like he he would have some mistakes or whatever, but he was he was playing better, and so I would say ultimately that this is just a good thing for him that he showed up in this way tonight, like confidence booster. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the Spurs overall are just terrible defensively. So, like you said, it's good to get rhythm back, get some shots, um, see some see the ball go through the basket, try some stuff, and it actually works. Um, so. It's kind of like a stepping stone. Like next, they play Chicago, who's bad also defensively. Or you know, they they it should be a team. It's like a step up from the Spurs, but not like the best defense in the league. And then you play the Wizards, who have a slightly better defense. And then you play, you know, Boston, who has a slightly better defense, but they're not like as good as they were last year. Um, so it's good. It's it's a good stepping stone for him like each way for him to just build his game back up um moody looked good tonight he did i like him to make both of his free throws though but um i don't know he looks good tonight yeah when you when you don't get to the free throw line a lot and you like finally get your chance to shoot free throws i feel like it's a little bit um like you get a little nervous there 
Um, whereas like he's, he's taken threes in the game. He's taken layups in the game. Even, even in short minutes, he's still getting the shots up. So when he shoots his threes, they all look like they're going in for the most part. Like I think one of them went in and out and then he had, he made two and, and missed two, got to the basket, um, crashed to the glass. So he can play offensively. He can play his, his biggest thing is defensively right now. He, he doesn't really have a position on defense. Like he's not quick enough to guard at point of attack, but he's still 20 years old and not in his grown man strength yet to be able to guard bigs or like big wings consistently, even though I think he can, he can cross match a little bit. So I think that's just his main thing that he got to work on is mainly his body, whether it's him getting a little bit faster or him getting stronger. He got to do something. How do you get faster? Um, you can work on it. Like you can just, you know, do sprints, do lateral, like do um, sliding drills and stuff like that. It's definitely very difficult to like to get legitimately faster, but you can get stronger. It's possible. Yeah, it's it's much easier to just get stronger and work on that. Um, yeah. Who's the better shooter, um, Moody or Anthony Lamb? I think right now you got to give the nod to Lamb because he's taken a higher volume and made a and made a higher percentage at this point in the season. I think overall, like Moody's probably a better shooter. I think long term he projects as being a better shooter as well. He can shoot, catch and shoot for sure, um, and he's shown that he can kind of shoot off the dribble as well. So I think long term he projects to be high 30s, maybe low 40s percent on moderate to high volume from three. So I, I would give it to Moody long term. I'll give it to Lamb right now. But I think if Moody had the same amount of attempts and the same confidence from the coaches to shoot and the same rhythm and minutes as uh, Lamb, then he would his numbers would kind of look a little bit like Lamb's. Mm, okay you are always a much more reasonable and fair person than me i say fuck that it's moody um <laughs> people was really trying to tell me oh you know moody doesn't bring any like look okay i get it that moody and lamb are playing different positions so comparing them is probably not the best exercise but i was having a back and forth on the tl not really about like i was just saying that Lamb sucks defensively. Like, he's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's what keeps Moody off the court. It's his defense. So, like, why doesn't that keep Lamb off the court, right? And, you know, like, the individual who was debating with me was just saying, like, well, Lamb just brings things that Moody doesn't. I'm like, like, what? You know? And they talked about shooting. And I was just like, please, get out of here. Like, he's not right. a better shooter than than Moody. And I said, I said, they both space the floor, you know? So I was like, what does he bring? What? What? I said, you know, so like when I'm not saying like, oh, put Moody out there in Lamb's place. What I'm saying is like, we can find minutes for, for Moody <laughs> by taking from Lamb is really what I'm, the case I'm making. And that you should be developing your lot of, the, your draft pick versus this two-way guy. That's, that's the case that I'm making. And I agree. And I agree. There's so many people who think like, yo, 
James Wiseman should be out there no matter how bad he plays. He's going to look better. You got to develop him. And then you'd be like, well, yeah, Moody should probably be playing a little bit more. And they're like, Anthony Lamb is the GOAT. What are you talking about? He's way better than Moody. <laughs> Jakob Hurdle, what? Not Anthony Lamb is the GOAT. <laughs> There's a section of Twitter in the Warriors fan base that oh, loves Anthony Lamb. Oh, my God. Somehow, I the never Venn diagram. I those two things mentioned in the same <laughs> sentence, like, ever. <laughs> and, ever. and somehow, the Venn diagram overlaps between Lamb lovers and Wiseman lovers. There's, there's, I mean, and I'm, I'm not against James Wiseman. Lamb lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against James Wiseman at all. I'm gonna put That's that out there. <laughs> but like people that like love Anthony Lamb also think that Wiseman should just be gifted minutes when he hasn't produced, but would not would not say the same thing for Moses Moody when he's clearly shown that he can actually play out there on the court. Yeah, like people have a thing with Moody. Like I mean, um friend of the show i won't say his name i mean technically a friend of the show is someone who's been on but i'm saying friend of the show because it's someone we both like interact with but saying you know like i just you know i just don't think moody has um progressed like from last year like he hasn't like nothing has improved and like i just don't really you know and i'm like but but how can we assess that when he doesn't get like Anytime on the court, you know, I said, this is wild to me where last year people were more in on Moody than Kaminga. They thought he was going to be the one who could help more. And that wasn't just the fan base. That was also the team, essentially. Right. Like mm-hmm. the Warriors organization, they, they weren't saying that, but they were just touting Moody and it was Moody, Moody, Moody. How do you go from that last year? So this year, like barely being able to crack the rotation, it makes no fucking sense to me. Right, right. And I don't understand why players have to constantly show people stuff. It's like with the Kaminga thing, like, I'm sorry, you're never going to sell me on Kerr had to do this bullshit benching of Kaminga to get to this right now. Like, he always showed these flashes. And if you would have just let him fucking play, we would have gotten to this right now. Like, you can teach lessons why people play. That's my opinion, right? Fine. People can disagree. So now, but my whole point is like, why are y'all acting like Kaminga didn't show the ability? Like, this is what we envisioned him doing. Why did we envision that? Because we saw flashes of it. So Moody showed us the flashes last year. Like, Mm -hmm. he actually almost won us the San Antonio game last year. I think one of the games, because they had two games, and one of them, like, the He pretty much did. I mean, he might have won them that game. There was two, or maybe I'm thinking of Dallas. Oh, no, maybe I'm thinking of the Mavs game where like they came back and he scored a lot and he played because they, the baby dubs did beat San Antonio one time. I know that. Um, and they were in it and they were in it against Denver and Moody dropped 30 that game. Yeah. I'm just like, he has shown us already. So what is it that makes all you people say, no, yeah, he hasn't showed that he can do anything NBA worthy on the court. These are some of the things people have been saying to me, and I am flabbergasted, Justin. He was noticeably better than D. Lee in the playoffs last year, who is a NBA vet. He was better than Kaminga in the playoffs last year. I mean, they put him in. They put him in the um, rotation against Dallas because GP two and Otto were out essentially, and he played well. He hit some shots. He played decent defense. Like he wasn't out there like just getting barbecued. He wasn't stopping a bunch of people, but he he played team ball and he played good enough for them to win. Like 
I'm like, what are y'all watching when you watch Anthony Lamb out there? Like, I don't get it. People watch when you hit the shot or you don't hit the shot. Or, you know what I mean? Because Anthony Lamb can make a thousand mistakes that are barely noticeable unless you're, like, really watching him in a possession or you watch the game back and stuff like that and you see it. Um, His defensive lapses are so glaring to me. It's nasty. And whenever he does anything besides maybe, like, a catch-and-shoot three, like, when he tries to create for himself or, like, you know, go one-on-one and and, and isolate or, like, just – it's – I'm – offended by what I'm watching. So I'm like, what are people seeing? What are they seeing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You know, someone said, (laughs) someone said, I think that y'all are underrating Anthony Lamb's bruteness. And I said, oh no, I'm not underrating it. I just don't think it is effective on the court. Yeah, he's not a guy you think of. He's not a guy, not a guy you Come see. On. That was good. It was. It was. <laughs> double, double meaning, double meaning right there. <laughs> and then, yeah. Look, this is I'm not an so Anthony Lamb about, supporter podcast. So, like, if you are. One of the lamb lovers? I don't know what to tell you. Lame. No lamb lovers here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that Justin is as anti-lamb as me, so I don't want to say that he feels the same as me, but you're not getting no lamb loving here. All right. Um, We talked to Moody. We talked to Poole. Um, and we did talk about Dante a little earlier, but he's just been so solid and just another solid game from him. He has experience in this arena that they played in tonight but I don't think it was just the arena Dante's just been like so so great this season yeah he's been hooping he has been hooping he does a lot of the things that Andre used to do he Um, does it just you know you would just wish that he was Andre size then we (laughs) then we talking about six seven three and nine again but no I'm just kidding but um yeah for what I mean he rebounds he passes he defends he's been hitting shots um Today he was finishing around the rim, which he usually does not yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Damn. He's a trooper. I He's- like I, I like I didn't feel as strongly about Otto and um GP two as I do about um Dante. Um, even though I really like both of them. And I, I think it's because both of those two, their health conditions always concerned me and I look Dante has like dealt with some health stuff too but um he's younger I don't know I feel like a little bit more secure investing in him than I did those guys even though they were great and I'm not trying to devalue them at all like Otto was so huge for us um and it sucks that he's like done for this season um but you know and then same like you know I mean GP2 is playing and now he's going to have to work his way back. But again, like, look, he's missed half of the season, basically. So those were always concerns I had about those two. Yeah, they were valid. Um, GP2 just started playing the season. Otto's out for the season. Maybe if they're playing for the Warriors, potentially Warriors medical staff could have took better care of them and had them ready, but they're not. And 
Dante had a little issue early in the season, but he hasn't missed time since then, and hopefully it'll stay that way. He said his body was feeling a little bit banged up when they were playing with nobody uh, for that stretch, but now he's back into, you know, bench player role and, and minutes. And He looks fly tonight. Yeah, got a dunk, got some putbacks and all that type of stuff. Did you see that video where he's like, I, I still can do it or whatever he was saying? Like, he was like, uh, no. Oh, because Andre got the dunk and he was like, they still work. Talking about, his, talking about yeah. Andre's legs. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Andre's most uh, athletic dunk. <laughs> yeah, but it was a dunk. He did it. He did it. He completed it. And, yeah. and, 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 and so that brings us to Andre. How have you felt about Andre? I thought he's been good. Like he has been good. Games. He has been good. Super smart still. Still six seven six eight still extremely long arms still very strong um so he'll be able to add value when you play against the more athletic teams that you know aren't full of low iq players and stuff like that then maybe his value dips a little bit his age shows but a guy like andre is needed against teams like san antonio where him and Draymond can lock in for a three four five minute stretch and say all right we're going to sniff out everything that they're doing we're going to either pick the pass off, force a turnover, or force a force a miss, and we get out and running, and there's nothing they can do about it because we've just been doing this way longer than they have. Um, so uh, I liked, I've liked what I've seen from Andre so far. He's rebounding. He's passing. He's doing all the Andre things. He's just older now and not as athletic. And he hit a three. Cashed yeah. it. So <laughs> if it be his one out of three, that's that's perfect. All right. Sounds like it's a good place for us to break. Shout out to Andre. Oh man, Andre. <laughs> and shout out shout out to, to Jordan and and Dante and Moody. Great games tonight. Alright. You're tuned into Golden Spaces. It's Justin. It's Natalie. We will be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, we're back. It's Golden Spaces. The vibes are just hella immaculate right now. Hella immaculate. Justin said an eight, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It might, might, might be a nine. Like, 
like Warriors vibes might just be an eight, but I think like Golden Spaces vibes is like a nine. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I like that. You like that? All right. Cool. All right. Cool. So, um, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this as I remind y'all. Vote for all stars. Vote for all stars. Triple vote day. And the only reason I hadn't voted yet is because this is why I hate that they took away Twitter as an option. Because before when you could vote with Twitter, it didn't matter what time of day. You could just retweet. But once you go into the app and you vote, it's literally like a 24-hour period. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I think last night I didn't vote until like 10 something. Sometimes when it gets too late, I won't vote because like, I'm like, then it's going to fuck me over and I can't vote the next day. And I was hesitant because I'm like, this is a triple vote day. I don't want to miss it. So I was like, but 10 o'clock is still early enough. So I should be able to go in and vote now. So I am going to um vote as I um ask Justin a question because in tonight's game, they like Warriors fans were using this game as an indictment of Hurdle and everyone who has suggested that he come to the Warriors and so Justin I am just curious like and I don't even know that you think Pirtle is like the number one guy they should go after because we've talked about some other people but are you all out on Pirtle now (laughs) he's definitely not number one that's that's what I think people are like not acknowledging right here. Like I think the number one type of player they should be looking to get is a like big wing forward that can play center, um, that can stretch the floor and allows you to play lineups where you can play um, somebody that can play with Draymond, somebody that can play with Looney, somebody that can maybe stand alone as a five in a in a lineup, somebody that can allow you to play Looney with them and Kaminga you know, multiple non-spacers and stuff like that. So essentially what the the role that Otto played last year. Um, so guys potentially that can fill that role is like a Kuzma or something like that, you know, like just in that ballpark. So Pirtle isn't that type of player, but what Pirtle does, um, the team can still use, right? Uh, defensive anchor that allows Draymond and Looney to get rest throughout a game, throughout the season, um, rebounds can pass well, extremely well. Finishes around the basket. I believe he's fourth in the league in field goal percentage. Um, so no, I am not out on Perto at all. What do you say to the people who think he's too duplicative of Kevon Looney? Um, that's like <laughs> I don't want to use this analogy. That's like saying if you can have two good players, then why wouldn't you have two good players? Is what. That's that's my thing, right? For one, if you can have 20, 20 minutes of Looney and then twenty minutes of another player who's also elite defensively, but allows both of them to remain fresh the entire game, then why wouldn't you want that? Um, Looney was a positive player in the playoffs last year, so if you can have even more Looney, how is that a bad thing? For one, for two, so I don't I think, think he's the argument is for one. You may not get to keep him after this season, so it's only for like half. Oh, a season. I got, I got another one for that too. And you're and you're giving up, <laughs> you know, the guys that you drafted. But go ahead. So with that one, you look at it like this, right? If you throw in a draft pick to get him, then I can understand being apprehensive to acquire him, knowing that he potentially could just be a rental, right? When you look at the contract situation on the team now. 
you consider that James Wiseman's contract goes up to 12 million next year. And then Draymond's contract goes up as well. It's going to be at 26 million. If he accepts his player option, um, if he declines it and they re-sign him at a bigger price or somewhere near that, the tax bill is still going to be near the number that they said they don't want to go over or whatever the case may be. So in a way, either James Wiseman or Draymond Green won't be here next season, right? Or they'll keep both and pay that tax bill and pretty much fool fool everyone into thinking, no, they already fooled us in thinking that they weren't going to pay it, but if they end up paying it, then, okay, that's a different thing that we didn't expect. Um, so somebody's not going to be here next year. Whether it's Wiseman, Draymond, or Pirtle, <laughs> One of them not going to be here next year. Um, so the whole rental thing, it just it falls on deaf ears for me because the money situation already makes it tough for us to retain all the players that we have on the team this year. So unless you say, hey, I don't want to throw in a pick, a future first round pick or a future whatever to San Antonio to get a guy that's not going to be here, then cool. I understand that. But I don't understand the whole contract situation thing um yeah what's what's another point that that, that people bring up <laughs> no i mean i think you've gotten all the points um well people people have somehow convinced themselves that purtle's not good that's another thing or at least they're just <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to lie and say that he's not good to make themselves feel better about like taking the stance against acquiring him um he's top 15 this season in shots contested within six feet of the rim and he and team and people shoot 5% worse than they usually shoot when they're shooting against him at the rim. So he's objectively a very good rim protector. Um, he rebounds the ball. Well, he talks on defense. He's actually very athletic despite the narrative that people are trying to push on Twitter that he's a stiff. Um, he moves his feet extremely well. He's very mobile up and down the court. Um, all it takes is just, you know, a little Google search and just watch some film on him and you'll, you'll figure that out. Um, just because he's tall and white does not mean he is slow. And, um, yeah. So I think though, you were making a really important point, um, before we actually started recording. And I think it's like, if he didn't look effective tonight, the Warriors are one of the few teams that have the ability to do that. So if we get him, that wouldn't be a big deal because he'd be with us and not playing against us. So other teams we'd yeah. be playing wouldn't be able to take him away. For sure. Um, that's one thing. The second thing is if he's playing on the Warriors, he'll be surrounded by way more better defenders on the perimeter that can better funnel guys into him and provide pressure behind the ball handler to make their shots even tougher rather than playing on the Spurs where all their guards suck on defense. Like all their wings suck on defense. So it's you literally like, sort of like a Utah jazz situation before like Donovan yeah. Mitchell left with like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy, like that kind of a thing. Similar. Yeah. Where like those guys on the jazz were a little bit better than these guys. And Rudy's a little bit better than a lot bit better as a rim protector than Perto is. But yeah, similar concept. If you put him on a team where there's better perimeter defenders, he's going to look even better as a rim protector. That's why a guy like Robert Williams last year looked you know, amazing, and he is amazing, but everybody on the perimeter on Boston's team last year could guard. So when they're when you're getting past one of those dudes and they're still applying pressure to you and you run into a guy like Rob Williams at the at the rim, it's hard to score against that against that team. 
So in my opinion, if you put Pirtle on this team and you got Kaminga on the bench with him and you got Dante on the bench with him funneling guys into him, it's going to be extremely hard to score against him, right? Whereas now we're relying so much on Dre to anchor the first unit and the second unit's defense. And it's just a tough ask for him to do this for a full season and the playoffs. We um, saw a bench unit tonight that did not include Draymond or Lou. I mean, Wiggins, and they performed well. And that was versus Spurs, but they performed well. Yeah, I mean, I would have to see it for for an extended period of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just helps to also just have a big body. And I put a I put a poll out on Twitter, I want to say last week, and I said, how would you rather build your defense, right? Would you rather have a team full of guys who can rotate and guard point of attack and switch and do all those things to prevent players from even getting to the rim or would you rather have an elite rim protector at the rim and you just have guys funneling them into that player and it started out a bunch of people were picking the first option to say I want the team that can rotate and and talk and switch and guard point of attack and then a bunch of other people started responding afterwards and say no I would much rather have B one because historically that has led to more high-level defenses, and two, it's just such an easier defense to employ um, over the course of a full season. And, I, I mean, I think I agree. I would Ideally, you want to have both, right? If you acquire Pirtle, you have both. It's another point that I'm trying to make. You have the, the, the A team where if you want to go small with Draymond at the five and you want to just prevent shots at the rim by just switching everything, you can do that. But if you want to say, all right, let's give Draymond and Looney a rest, put Pirtle out there, okay, just funnel them into Pirtle. Right. We don't got to switch everything. We can run drop and teams just won't be able to get a layup. Right. So just being able to have options. And that's what they did in 2015 and 16. They had Bogut there. They could just funnel people into Bogut and he just stopped everything or they can go death line up and you just can't get to the rim at all. So that's just my my main thing with Pirtle, why he would really help this team. This is why I keep Justin around, y'all, because he's a brilliant <laughs> Brilliant basketball mind. You just taught me so much, Justin. Really. I'm not trying to like be funny. Like he is. I always would call him the Tim Legler of Twitter. Um, he's just so smart. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I really don't have anything to say back to that because it makes perfect sense to me. I wasn't out on Purtle anyway. Um I, in general, just think we need a, a, a ninth guy and it should be someone in the front court. And that's just like my belief. Um, and I just don't think that person currently exists on the team. I understand that it was supposed to be Jermichael. I understand that the hope was that maybe Wiseman could get there. Um, I don't think that they're going to give PBJ a real try, but the likelihood is as a rookie, he wouldn't get there either. So mm. we just don't have it on the team. Um, and yes, an eight man rotation in theory is enough for the playoffs, but Kerr usually likes it to be, I think, a minimum of nine. I mean, unless you're counting Andre as like a ninth guy, you know, but even still, that still leaves your front court like lean, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I just think we need another guy. And so interesting decision tonight that Ty Jerome, not Ty Bowman. Ty Jerome. Um, I almost actually um, tweeted the other night, like, Ty. (laughs) (laughs) Ty Ty Jerome did not play tonight. 
because they're trying to be mindful of his contract for like mm-hmm. the two way, but n- but they don't seem to be wanting to be mindful. Now maybe they felt like they had enough guards, so they like it's a little different. But I, I was also wondering, does that mean that they don't care about using up Lamb's spot because they plan to sign him? Or yeah, I wasn't sure, but it was interesting to me. I think the two-way guys are like break glass in case of emergency type of deals where it's like, okay, all of our guards are back. We don't need tie to play. We'd much rather wait until guys may get injured again or, you know, a new guy gets injured and someone needs to step up or someone's sitting at back-to-back and then we can play him. Whereas with Lamb, we have three front court players out and PBJ just got sent back to the G League. So it was like, we need another front court player, right? We only have. What did you think about that? I would have liked if PBJ came and 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 played some minutes. Yeah, I people think... are like, you don't want to stunt his development. I'm like, how is playing against actual NBA players stunting his development? <laughs> like, even if it's spot minutes, how is that not better? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But multiple people said that to me, and I'm like, am I stupid? You're not. I mean, playing with playing <laughs> with the guys you're going to be playing with in the future when you actually get called up and won't be asked to play in the G League anymore would be better for your development, right? Playing with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond and Jordan Poole and all these guys who you are going to be playing with for the next few years. Versus actual NBA players. Against Yeah, against an actual NBA team <laughs> getting coached by Steve Kerr. How is that stunning your development? as opposed to going to the G League and playing with guys you're probably never going to play with again after this year against players that you're never going to play against. Again Who you likely can dominate. Right. I... So, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, so, I mean, the only part of it that made sense to me was like, okay, fine, if they felt Kaminga was coming back soon or like Andrew Michael, but, I mean, Kaminga practice. So, and I don't think Jermichael has yet or Wiseman. So that would lead me to believe that coming is probably going to get back sooner, but why, like, why not then just have him there until those guys come back? Right. So mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed to see that they were sending him back, um, to the G league, but you know, you know, people were telling me, Oh yeah, no, he needs development because he's not ready to like do certain things. And I'm like, is he any less ready than some of the other people we're putting out? Like, I just, I don't understand when people say these things like, bro, like, are you watching the people who are like going out on the court now? Like, I'm just, I don't get it. Develop the fucking guys we drafted, yo. Develop the Mm. fucking guys we drafted because your plan is actually that these are going to be the guys. You don't want to go out and get vets. Like you eventually want this to be the guys who are the supporting cast. So how do they fucking become the supporting cast if you don't play them and develop them when you have the opportunity to do it? And when they've shown that they can actually be positive to neutral level contributors to a game. Yeah, PBJ played well. Right. Right. Again, I don't want to bash the guy, but this is not like a Wiseman situation where he was tanking a lot of the games. Right. So they had to send him back to the G League. He came back and he played better. Right. This is not that case. You know, PBJ played well in spurts in different games and he actually played really well in some games. And Moody, this is the, the same way. When you're saying you're concerned about 
Draymond and Loon, right? right. So, and and the other guys are not there. So why not bring him? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, <laughs> that conversation was happening. Um, you know, I don't ever fully understand the things the Warriors do, and of course, there's always that contingent of people like, "Why are you questioning them? They won." Blah blah blah. blah. I'm like. Yeah, I question everything. That's first of all. Um, and just because they won doesn't mean that everything in the process was perfect, right? And so, um, and I like I'm still one of those people who still don't think the Warriors have the best track record of developing, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, someone tried to argue with me talking about Steve Kerr developed Steph Clay and Dre. I'm like, no, the fuck he didn't. Those guys developed under Mark Jackson. What are we what he are developed them so fast at? that they won a championship in his first season there. He developed yeah, we're in the not very going first to game. History. I don't care how crazy <laughs> people think Mark Jackson is. We're not going to disrespect what he did. And we're not going to take what he did and give that credit. I'm sorry to a white man. Like, it's not happening. Like, the black <laughs> coach, Mark Jackson, developed them. He did, right? Like, it's fine to say Kerr came in and, and took things to another level. But they developed under Mark Jackson. They did. I mean, they just absolutely did. And I mean, not even under just Mark Jackson, like Stephen Clay went and played Team USA. Yeah. And they developed under that. It's just, you know, Draymond really came into the league kind of ready to play right. basketball. He's a four-year college player at, under Tom Izzo, and he came into the league and all that type of stuff. But yeah, Mark Jackson definitely played a huge role in in him being able to play, like find a find a role. And then obviously Steve Kerr put him in like the best possible position for him. But those guys were already ready once Steve ready Kerr got when there. He he came. Just, Steve exactly. Kerr just put the pieces in place to where it all worked together and it maximized all their skill sets. But they were they were already made like you can't come into a team first year and develop them into a championship team first year. And then <laughs> that the training camp, oh, the then, greatest training camp of all time. Then the argument switched to, um, and he turned players into assets like. Damian Lee and Patrick McCall. And I just was like, okay, I can't even talk to you right now. Where, where are most of these players now? What are they even doing? What assets did he turn them into? And even all of those players did not develop under him. They, they brought up GP2. I said, GP2 was going around the league. He developed in the G League. Damian Lee was in the G League. Like all of these players, most of them, we're developing in the G League. They brought up Loon. I said, yeah, Loon developed under Kerr, but it wasn't Kerr. Loon, do, do people remember that Loon was just away, like, for extended period signs of the G League? He wasn't even, like, with the team. Right. So it's He's like, loaded. you know, again, because I know people think that I just, like, don't like they also, to bash him, but he does not have a track record of actually developing players. They quite literally revamped their entire development staff exactly like, two years ago last year because of, because of this. <laughs> and there was a whole like, well, his job is to get the team to win, sure, but he's the coach, and it's also the coach's job to develop players, right? And you know, some people are like he didn't come on for that job. I said, well, I, like. I don't see how a coach cannot come on like at all with the idea of never developing a player. Like that's just a part of their responsibility. But even if you want to say that, 
they develop players that they draft the players that need to be developed. So at some point it became his job. So, you know, it is what it is, right? Like we cannot agree with the two timeline things, but the fact is that it is happening and that's what you've committed to. And so why are you not fucking developing the players that we've drafted? I don't Mm -hmm. understand. I just, I think they would benefit more from being here than being away at the G league, you know? And so when they can get minutes to play. And so I, I do disagree with that unless they are not helping the team, like you said. And I think there's only one player who falls under that. Um, though I will give him some credit and say he did, you know, look a little better in the last couple of games he played. I think people are trying to take that little overboard though. I don't think he looked that good that I'm convinced that, was, that he's going to be able to help us for the playoffs. Yeah. You knew that was going to happen though. Yeah. Um, by the way, people were having, um, a meltdown the other night because the Warriors fell out of sixth place. Oh no, God forbid when the standings are one game apart. So the Warriors (laughs) right now are currently in seventh because the Phoenix Suns lost and, um, they have a chance potentially to move up to six tonight. I don't know. How's that? How's that game going? It's right now 61 Clippers are up. Mm-hmm. So Jokic isn't playing tonight, and the game is in LA. So I don't know if I trust Denver enough to pull that out, but um if they do, the Warriors go to six, and if they don't, they're in seventh. Um so yeah, anyway, like people were just like very hung up on like they lost a really big chance, like you know, they were at six and they could I'm like, I don't think that opportunity is gone from them, guys. Um, so I, I didn't understand all the talk, but they're already back at seventh with a chance to move to six tonight. So we'll see what happens there. But that that's that's where the standings are. Um, and then Draymond was talking. He was talking a lot. So I thought I'm, I'm only bringing that up because you mentioned that, like, somebody may not be here next year. And Draymond boldly told Taylor Brooks in an interview that, like, the writing looks like it's on the wall in terms of him maybe not being a warrior. Um, there were a lot of, there were some clips put on social of his interview with Taylor Rooks. I did not see anything beyond those clips and I don't have any desire to listen to the interview, but I've heard that some parts of the interview were worse <laughs> than what was even put on Twitter. Like that he was kind of like, not like kind of like this is what led to the argument and kind of like what was said and like still that how he apologizes but then doesn't want to really take like full ownership right so mm-hmm. look Bleacher Report and Taylor I'm sure decided what they wanted to promote and put on the 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 you know for the public to see anybody can go and watch and listen to the full thing again I don't have a desire to um I think it's ironic that Draymond called Katie a bitch. And the reason that blow up happened was apparently because of like, they were just tired of like Katie letting all the stuff linger, right. About his decision. And like, now you're out here talking to the media and kind of creating the same kind of fucking nonsense. Like, like why, like, you don't have to do interviews and talk about Jordan, by the way, it's not like you can just, decline to talk about that um and you also don't have to talk about like what's going to happen with you you can just 
continue to say like I'm focused on this season and we'll see what happens like ideally I would love to be a warrior for life like you said that but you also said oh the writing's on the wall like I just don't see why because and by the way people the writing's on the wall still doesn't mean that Dre won't be here next year he has an opt-in and like to me I think that he he he's gonna opt-in um because I just I don't see a team that's gonna pay Dre that he'll want to go to, right? So, like, there might be a team that wants to pay him, but, like, Dre's not trying to go to a bottom feeder <laughs> that has, like, no chance of making the playoffs and and, and stuff like that. So, um, I just think you, at a minimum, will probably still have one more year of Dre. So, like, I don't even think it's as immediate as he made it sound. So, it's like, even if he does somehow end up not being a warrior. I still think there's probably like another year of on, like of Dre. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. So that, mm-hmm. that's kind of my thoughts on that. But I wish he would just not talk about stuff like that in interviews. And again, he's free to talk about whatever he wants, but it's just sort of ironic that that was sort of the issue with KD. And like, now you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think all signs are pointed to him still being here. I mean, for the for the near future, I just think the money involved, like teams are just not going to want to take on that contract. I think he ultimately like he really wants to stay in Golden State just because of, you know, outside of all the legacy stuff and his relationship with the guys. I think it's just best for his brand to stay with the with the Warriors. Clutch probably wants him to stay with the Warriors for that reason as well. Um, So. I think for real, for real, like overall, it's just him trying to send a message to the front office, kind of like the Jimmy Butler thing where it's like, bro, y'all really need me. I understand how the business aspect can make it seem like y'all, you know, y'all have an opportunity to to let me walk based on the business, right? You got these young guys like that y'all are trying to pay, you know, trying to keep, but ultimately I, I should be here. Um, and I think he's just trying to send that message. But I just can't see him being like, yeah, I'm gonna just leave. I'm gonna just leave Golden State. I'm gonna just leave Stephen Clay and Wiggins. I'm gonna just and leave team. all that money on the table for next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm gonna just leave all that money, and I'm gonna leave the ch- the chance to continue to plan with the guys I've been playing with for a decade, and we have the best team, and all like all these things. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, I mean, like, look, the Warriors. Like, we already know how they get down. They did it with Looney. They did it with, and I get it that those none of those guys are Draymond. But they're ultimately going to let the market dictate your salary, you know, unless like, especially if you're coming and we already know how clutch negotiates. If you're coming with a number that they don't want to pay, they're going to let the market set your salary, you know, and then they'll decide like if they want to meet it. And so it's like, that's what it's going to come down to. They're not just going to come out and offer you like some big max or whatever, whatever. I don't know what he's thinking, but. They're going to let the market dictate his salary. As they probably should. So, and we'll see, because I'm just not convinced of what the market will pay him. And I don't know if he wants to be in a rude awakening for that either. <laughs> I think he's smart. He knows. Do you know, I think he knows. But he also, like Andre did this the same way. Where it's like, I'll leave. You don't, you know, it's like, keep playing. I'll leave. It's like, bro, you're not going nowhere at the end of the day. Like, you know, you're not going to get more money elsewhere. He, 
He has to know. I think he's too smart to not. I mean, I think, and I think Clutch, you know, for all the things that go along with them, they know as well. So, we I'd be surprised if he's no longer. I'd be surprised. That's all I'm gonna say. One other thing I want to point out, just very quickly, because people have been like, "Oh, like what team have you seen to this point have this kind of record and still go on to win the championship?" As though Boston getting there last year, even though they didn't win, getting to the finals is not recent enough to know that like just because your record is kind of like this at the midway point, that it's an impossibility of you, you know, excelling. Um, we've talked about this already on this podcast in that, like, yeah, traditionally, if you're a 500 team, you're probably not going anywhere at this point, but we have to always look at the circumstances of why that team was like a 500 team. Like if this team was intact all season and they had a 500 record to now, I think we would be looking at them differently. You've lost your best two players for a chunk of the season, you know, um, we know in the beginning, although I don't know why people like can't wrap this around this head, they were trying to develop their young talent. It didn't work out. They were leaning very hard into that, and that was hurting them. So they stopped leaning into that. Things start to turn around. Their guys got hurt. So I feel like this is like now the third version of the Warriors that we're seeing for the season, right? Like to me, this is like the third iteration. And then the fourth and final iteration will be like when we truly have everyone back healthy, meaning like Kaminga's in there. Cause I think Kaminga is a really important piece, right? Um, So like the first iteration is like what they were trying to do at the beginning of the year. Then it was like after that road trip, they sent Wiseman down. And then there was like that second iteration of like the dubs, right? Actually, I would say this is the fourth iteration. Then you had the third iteration, which was without Wiggs and without Steph and, and that version of the team that played. And now we're on to like the fourth one. And so like, I, I just wish people would stop harping so much on, on these things. But I also want to remind people that we did actually get to the 20 wins before we got to the 20 losses. Cause if you want to look at markers, that did happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in, we as a Warriors fan base knows better than anyone that just because something hasn't happened yet does not mean doesn't it mean will it not can't. happen. <laughs> exactly. Just like there were no teams to ever blow a 3-1 lead in the finals. You didn't have to say it, Justin. We could have just, just left saying, it at the innuendo because we all knew what you were talking wasn't about. There, wasn't there something last year that like it was like no team has won the championship doing something last year that the Warriors did, and then they ended up winning the championship. I forgot what it was. It was like and they beat the odds. Also like how, like in the last however many years, it's always been the top ten offense and defense. But the Warriors did win the finals going in that year, being a, a number eleven defense. You know, so yeah. things. You know, it don't happen until it happens. So you can say, you know. Oh, historically, this has to happen, or this has happened in the past, and only the champions have done this. Okay, we'll see when the champion, whoever the champion is this year, however many categories they fill in, they fill in. But it hasn't happened yet, so we're gonna see. And what we do know, what we do know, is that no team wants to see the healthy Warriors. So, no, like we're not even like Memphis could lie and say, "Oh, yeah, they don't care. They care." They care. Oh, yeah. They definitely care. So, Nobody wants to see the Warriors with Purdle, man. I'm joking. I'm j- <laughs> what I'm Your takeaway from that conversation should just be that Justin and I both feel that they need another person. And we hope they go after it, 
you know, somehow, some way. Um, yeah. But there's a there's plenty of guys that would be great. People just decided to take a very weird stance specifically against Pirtle. So I had to like <laughs> kind of set the record straight on that. But there's other guys that I would love to have, even if we don't get Pirtle. I'm just saying that. <laughs> All right. This longer extended edition of Golden Spaces, but you know what? When the vibes are good, you get more content. So I thought this was a great, healthy discussion, and we appreciate you guys tuning in with us for this long. Um, we will be back. We will be back. Um, but for now, this is it. So thanks for tuning in. You know what to do. Subscribe, follow, share, rate, review, all of that stuff. Um, and on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at Golden Spaces Pod. Until next time, guys, take care.